Well, good morning and welcome to the Sports Bar Show. Take two. Blimey. Dear, oh dear, blimey. I am up. We're going through loud and clear. I'm hoping so, uh, because we've had a couple of, uh, let's say, the gremlins. There's a lot of gremlins in this uh, in this club. We had them last week. We did with the lighting. And I think, nah, I think this week, though, I think it's my fault. I've been playing with some new equipment, and uh, sometimes you've got to practice, ain't you, before you go press a button to yeah, go well, live. But listen, these things happen. Listen, you've got to, it's trial and error, isn't it? It is. I'm hoping that we are coming coming over uh, loud and clear. Please leave your messages. Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch. Daryl, our mates down at... Uh, AFC Borough. Yeah, AFC Borough as well. Thank you very much indeed for uh, giving us the heads up because we you know, we all want to work together and, and make sure we uh, can kind of portray our clubs and the uh, non-league scene as best we possibly can. We're talking... <laughs> Don't go through the story again. Uh, but... Uh, we were talking about disciplinary and uh, you've had a lot going on over the last seven days and it was all going back to a game that took place against Pilkington. Well, it was Pilkington in the uh, FA Vars. Yeah, so so in a nutshell, the linesman assistant said that he feared for his safety with me and he's uh, in the room. The point is, the very next game, FA Vars game, who's, on the, who's the assistant in the game, the guy who feel for his, his safety. Yeah. And he won't run away from you. So I'm thinking... Not on this occasion. In fact, he said hello to you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said hello to me. But, you, you know, joking apart here, I can't I can't understand. So the seriousness, and, and this goes for every manager or player or anything out there, when these officials are writing the reports up, for me, and I've been around a long time and I've had a lot of reports against me over years. Just a few. They always seem to exaggerate a situation to make it worse than what it is. And that, I think, is what infuriates a lot of people. If it doesn't infuriate the people out there, it certainly infuriates me because I don't like liars. But you had a contrast in, in statements, didn't you? You had a more experienced linesman who was giving a probably a true account. He didn't feel threatened. Well, the, the, his words were, the assistant were, he felt uncomfortable over COVID issues, yeah. which is exactly right. But not in your mannerisms and the way you were pulling well, yourself across. Yeah, he had no problems with anything that I was saying in that room. So that was total contrast from one assistant to the other assistant. The referee's uh, comments were, were kind of the same. So... This linesman, assistant, who was only young, by the way, but when I say young, I'd say probably 19, 20. Yeah. But it's immaterial about age. I mean, if they're, it's like anything if else. They should, if they're good enough, they should get the opportunity. Should, yeah, exactly. So there's not a problem with that. But it comes down to you can only deal with what's in front of you. When you read statements like you're reading and it says the fear for the safety, that is strong words for me. Right, which is loaded, which is an absolute over exaggeration and ridiculous. And they talk about aggression. Now, where does you draw a line on aggression? Because if you talk, if you're a mild mannered person that talks kind of quietly and quietly spoken, you're not that's not aggressive. But no. I'm not a mild mannered in that respect. I'm quite you're a bit lively, I'm, I'm quite lively. And when I speak, you, you know, 
even in everyday life, even if I'm saying, can I have a nice lolly? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, your voice is it's protracted, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Projects. Yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a difference. So when these people are writing the statement and then sending it into the, in our case, the Lancashire Football Association, who then got a deem, well, is there something gone on here and what we're going to charge him for? And then you get charged, right? So I get charged, but you've got to answer the charge. So, you know, under normal circumstances, I know whether I'm guilty or not, right? Was I guilty of approaching the referee's room before the 20... 20... 100%? Yeah. So I'd accept that all day long. And you did, you did do. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So was I guilty of being aggressive? No, because that's not what I went in for, to be aggressive. There's no reason to be aggressive. We were winning the game anyway. Mm. We weren't like we were losing the game. And we went on to no. win the game 3-1. And it weren't like we were going to... So there was nothing to be aggressive about. All it was to just to basically say to them, you know, look, at the end of the day, I've looked at the monitor, you've got that decision wrong. Yeah. But it's not just the sending off in that game. That goalkeeper, we lost after... You know, for, we, lost, we lost him full stop. Well, forget that. Yeah. But we lost him because yeah. he gets a, he gets a, a, a another game ban. Yeah. Because it's not only that you get sent off in that game because you've been sent off, he he suffers a three match ban because he's had a, he's. And he's we were only look fortunate that young Jack Howard, as you said, he came in, replaced him, did an excellent job as a young seventeen year old, and I think they had a player sent off. Yeah, they had a player sent off later on in the game. But the, the, the main point of this is is that is is that forget all that. I hadn't gone in there aggressive and I knew and when I'm reading statements from officials, I want them statements to be clearly what's gone on, not over exaggerated. Yeah. Right. Now equally, and I think I'm speaking for every player out there, footballer, because I've had to go to disciplinary hearings representing footballers in the past when when people, you know, like uh, officials have, again, over-exaggerated a situation, right? And I've had to go and defend players. So it, it's happened to players, it happens to managers, it happens to coaches. If they're going to be writing reports out, and you know what they'd always do? I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry whether they like it or they don't like it, to deliberate the stories then this happened right so you write this so you get in and it's it's nearly word for word in every and that is human nature that's a human nature across the board to get your stories correct yeah get your stories correct but my point is it's it's a dangerous game when they're over exaggerating a statement now i felt strongly about them words yeah because to me them word that them words was ridiculous he felt for his safety well, if that's a police team, you're up, you're up with a charge. Well, <laughs> too right, too right. I'm up with a charge now. The simple hey, you're out there. I'm all right, but I'm on a, I'm on a roundabout now. I've gone from roller coaster to roundabout. Magic roundabout. <laughs> so the, the the simple fact is, I I've got a decision to make. My decision were. If I go and just put a, a you know a, 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 in writing and put my statement in and whatever. I get strung up big time because yeah. they look at it, look at his statement, look at my statement, and they always link to the officials. I'm sorry, but they don't. They do. So they link to the officials. So I'd have been struggled. So I went for a personal hearing, right? So I go for a personal hearing and I get put my points across. Not, not a problem with the hearing. No, no, we get my points across. My point I have, and this is where it comes back about over exaggeration. The point I have 
is the point that he says he was feared for his safety. Now, if he's feared for his safety, why has he accepted the next game, Bake Up Borough, Brent Peters, in an FA Vast time? Yeah, it was no longer than, what, a two-week period between the two games? Exactly. So yeah. how come he's, he's feared for his safety? So he'd be keeping away from me like the blinking plague. He won't be saying hello to you down corridor. So, does that not tell you that his, his statement yeah. is over-exaggerated? Well, it does. You kind, of, you kind of veer towards the other assistant who was in that room who gave a, a true account yeah. of the situation. So, so, my point is... And the referee, I must and, and the, Yeah, so my point is here, my case should have been thrown out. And that's why I was banging the drum at the top at yeah. the FA, not at Lancashire, who were there, you know, at the top. Yeah. Right? Banging the drum and saying... This is ridiculous. He, I'm convinced that I have been done. My E3, and one of the reason I've got an E3 is because of that wording he fears for his safety. But my next point is, this is surely there must be a safeguarding issue here. Yeah, on the side of the FA protecting their employees. Employee, surely. You know, I mean, this is why departments don't speak to departments. Why is he being appointed on that game if he fears for his safety? Yeah. But well, it shouldn't be flagged up that there's an ongoing case. Ongoing case. But also, also, he should have been pulling out of that game, right, for that reason, because there's obviously a conflict between the reason, but yeah. in his words, there were. Yeah, and he should have said, I can't take that I match. I can't take that match. But he's too, he's, by taking it, he's he's kind of making out, which I, I, I think... He wasn't feared for his safety. No. So if he wasn't feared for his safety, in a law, in a court of law, that would have been thrown out. That would have been whizzed out. Oh, yeah. Because that's the evidence, right? That's the evidence, and that's what I have been charged on. Now, he's accepted the next game. So, but the next point is, why are the FA not safeguarding him? Because, let's be honest, the FA, LFA, are sat in the discipline room reading that statement, reading that statement, as it happens, they do know me, but let's say yeah. they didn't know me, yeah. and I, I, they don't really know me from a bar of salt, they don't know what my reputation is, don't know what I'm about. What, what, what happens if I'm a serial monster? That I, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting till I see that, that, ref, that linesman yeah. on his own, and then, uh, and then something happens. It yeah. wouldn't have happened, but no. it could happen. No, and they put him in that, and they're they're put him in that, that situation. situation. So yeah. is that not a safeguarding issue? I think well, it is. Well, think that. Exactly. Of course, it's a safeguard. Going issue. back to your communication, though, between the department, it, it, it seems that like there's a, you know, a big lack of uh, communication. Well, they don't. They don't, the speak, they don't speak. They don't speak to one another. Because I put, I, I immediately, and when I, when I put the complaint in that he'd accepted another game, in that, in this situation, and saying that we came, not that I were bothered about him accepting the game, but what I were trying to prove a point was. If he was feared for his safety, why has he accepted another game with Brent Peters involved in it? They wanted and Bake Up Borough. He wondered. Not so not so close after the actual the initial uh, situation. Not well, exactly. It was two weeks. So and he has so that that's why I was saying that the, the case should have been thrown out. But also, that's where your frustration came in, and that's where you got angry and uh kind of well, more frustration than, than anger, and you wanted to uh, get some answers. I needed answers. I'm, I'm entitled to having answers. What, what what have they done about the letter that I sent in saying, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the fact that he's accepted that game, it waters the situation down. So, 
personally, I think the case should be thrown out. And they didn't give me answers because they don't bury because what they do, they bury their head in the sand. Now, yeah. now I'm being told by by the powers that be that's con what's the word? Conjecture, <laughs> conjecture or something. Conjecture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a word that you couldn't pronounce anyway. <laughs> exactly. And I'm thinking, you know, well, that's what they're saying because they do bury their head in the sand. But to me, face it head on, answer the questions that's been put to you. But equally, what's more important, these referees and assistants when they're in you know in the training days or whatever surely to goodness it's not all about the laws of the game it's about you know ethics and making sure that whatever you're doing whenever you're reporting a player a manager a coach or or whatever's gone on you make sure that you you you, you state it as it is and not over exaggerate and add things in that are not true because that situation is damaging is damaging and that was ridiculous, right? And equally, it was different. It was also damaging. Not forget me. I'm a. I've got broad shoulders. I'm not bothered about that. But but technically, they've got a duty to safeguard him because he's put in his statements. He's wrote it down yeah. that he felt for his. He, he felt he's for his safety. Yeah, exactly. So then, surely to goodness, if department speaks to another department and they're all in, then the alarm bell should be going yeah. and saying just to keep. We've got to keep our eye over, and that scenario will never happen, or it should not. Should happen. not happen again. But they don't speak to each other. When I put the complaint in, right, I was told, right, I went to competitions. That's where I put the complaint in. You know, what competitions told me direct it to appointments at the FA. So I directed it to the appointments at the FA. I never got any word back for ages and ages and ages and ages. And then eventually, I decided because I won't let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. I sent another you, one you went, and prompted them. And said, I need answers to this. You're it's just like you're ignoring me. You can't you can't answer me questions. And the next thing that happens, they do answer me, and they went, um, they passed the book again. The book keeps getting passed, and I'm I'm sorry, but the system. By this time, they they're hoping that you've got bored and you're going to go away, but uh... but I won't go away <laughs> because to me, honestly, it's not about me. It's about, it's, the it's about everything. Because that's happening to every manager, every coach, every blinking right, player. Right, I see you. I'm not being funny. They exaggerate the, what's happened and it over-exaggerates. So when they get it at the discipline department and read it, right, obviously they're going to say, oh, it's not a grey area, this, this is not a grey area. It's 100% we'll, we'll charge the person involved. And then you've got to defend it. Yeah. And that's fine. But tell the truth. I hate liars. I'm telling you, you know, say it as it is and don't over-exaggerate because I went into that room in all intents and purposes to have a nice constructive conversation. We're winning the game 1-0. We've had our goalkeeper sent off and saying, I've just looked at the monitor. You've got it wrong. That's all I was saying, right? To have all this and, that, and then you leave the room and then when you get these reports, we've asked him three times to leave the room. That was the biggest load of nonsense I've ever heard. They never asked me. They, they, the only time they asked me to leave the room was when I kind of my tone went up because the, the, the wimp, and I'm not mentioning his name, right, obviously, the wimp turned round and said, uh, uh, we stopped, you know, which I shouldn't have pointed, but when I were out, the referee's in front of me, and I'm going, he was the one that made the decision. And he turned round and says, don't point at me. But this is what we're going to deal with. <laughs> exactly. But that was exactly. that. So you wanted to know what my week's been like. Well, it's been a bit. But busy. one thing for sure, yeah. I've had a response from 
the top weeks at the at the discipline yeah, right at the very top i think or near the top well the only good thing about what come out with he said he wishes me all the best when we're returning to football oh, good. <laughs> fair play thanks for your letter and thanks for wishing me all the best yeah anyway i'll move on because uh, it is take two on this uh, on this broadcast this uh, morning. We're talking about managers, and we were we were having a chat about managers, weren't we? And and, and the rants that take place, and you know some of the pickles that managers get themselves, you know, into. Turn around here, <laughs> disappearing again. You've done this on purpose. Why have you not got us? Still? It's this. I'm telling you, this floor yeah, it's it's this like, floor. What, what, there it's this dodgy floor. It's like Ben Nevis to do with that. Screaming, so faster. I'm turning round. That's absolutely bad. <laughs> It's like being up magic roundabout. He's a I'll keep touching your knee. I know you do. You're doing your Terry on real like it against Jamie Carragher. That's freaking madness. Uh-huh. Anyway, come on. Managers. Rants. We were talking about it. We're going to talk about it in about a minute and a half. I've got some clips here. Some really good clips. And, yeah, what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't talk to press, should you? Too soon after uh, the final whistle. What have you said to the referee? Uh, I don't understand that he's doing that. That's what I said. I didn't use one swearing word. So only I, I cannot. I cannot believe that you making a game like this, where only one team is trying over 95 minutes to do everything to win it, and the other team was not even in our box. I don't know if they had a shot on, on target or something, um, apart from the penalty. And then, um, yeah, you give it, you you open the door for them like this. That's, that's in my understanding, not Does a he not need to make no, the decision? No, no, it's he, not he, a case he, of blaming nothing, him. No, does he not need to make the challenge, though? He doesn't make a challenge. Calvert-Lewin makes a step in his thing, but does, 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 And there's hands on the back. The hand is like this on the back. You saw it. If you think it's a penalty, then do it. Say it. Say it. It's a penalty in your opinion. Is it I a would, penalty in your opinion? Okay, if you want my it, my opinion, doesn't matter. I would say soft. Obviously, my opinion doesn't matter as well. So, but well, of course, your opinion matters. Does it change anything? No, but we can't me. change Do anything in the interview, can we? Say so far, it's a penalty or not? I think it's soft, but I think it is a penalty. <laughs> well, then we can stop the interview because I only want to talk to people who have a little bit of understanding of football. Sorry, I'm really. I, I know you're angry, but there are people who played a lot of football matches in our studio who also think it's a penalty. Oh, then sorry, I'm wrong. Just disappointing. I think the lads put a really good shift. You played some good football. I thought we were the best side on the pitch. I didn't see them having many chances at all. And we've been let down by poor officials, really, nothing else. Which decision in particular annoys you? Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? I thought ten minutes gone. I think Manning took Dick's deal out. Not one of the four officials saw it. And it's ended up him coming off injured. And he deliberately kicked out at him and took him down. That was 10 minutes gone. Bowler's goal is a cert goal. It's either a penalty to us or a cert goal. Because the kid dives, it's, it's almost like they're diving all over the pitch, so he just gives it, gives it as if they're diving. It's, not, it's a dive, if anything, from their lad. He gets the ball, Balassa. It should be a penalty or a goal. I mean, where do you go from? I mean, how can I come on here now and not get fined, guy? I've got to be careful, haven't I? It's just the worst afternoon for many, many weeks, really. And we've had a few of these. You saw the penalty the other night at Stoke City. Never a penalty in a million years, and they won the game. So, really, by that, by that reckoning, they should get promotion, shouldn't they? If they keep getting the right referees. But when you are so down, I think it's time to be a little bit honest and to say clearly the referees are afraid 
to give decisions for Chelsea. The result 1-1 is a huge penalty and once more we don't get. And uh, a penalty is a crucial moment in the game with the result 1-1. And I repeat, if the FA wants to punish me, they can punish me. They don't punish other managers, they punish me. It's not a problem for me, but I want to repeat because I think uh, um, my players deserve it. Uh, Chelsea fans deserve it. Um, I am a Chelsea fan too. And um, I want to say it again, referees are afraid to give decisions. Well, there we have it. Managers having a rant. A couple there. Klopp, Warnock, who is the master at it. <laughs> and, and, and Jose as well. But you can get in big trouble, can't you, for just, you know, you see each of the moment, straight after a game, you know, tensions are quite high. It's probably not the best time to uh, have a post-match press conference or well, get involved in the, conversation. The, the issue is... Let, let, let's be honest. You've two things here. You've you, you've got it from a, you've got the manager's situation and where he's what 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 he's about, but then you've got the television companies that it's yeah. basically it's entertainment. Yeah, that's how they they love it. It's yeah. entertainment for them. They just want it on. This is why they have you know you, you know they have for an hour before kick off. You have your pundits in the in the studios and you're having a discussion and deliberation and they, they, they can't even agree. Right. And so it's all entertainment. But what, but my point is this entertainment to no entertainment. The fact of the matter is when you've got a microphone shoved in front of you immediately after a game and you're blinking absolute adrenaline yeah. uh, firing through you. Right. And you're out, you know, you're enraged with, something that's gone on in the game and you've got a microphone and you're answering questions and then there's obviously looking at it from like your end where you've got a producer going down in your ear all and asking this, asking question, this, throw that in, keep pushing yeah. him, keep pushing him, keep pressing the button, yeah. keep getting in and it's winding the manager up, it's yeah. more and more winding the manager up. Yeah, because you're asking stupid questions. Uh, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the You're fishing really, aren't you? Yeah, like, like it could be anything, it could be like, well, well we know that what, what went on in the changing room, where, you, you know, we saw yeah. that so-and-so stormed down the tunnel and yeah. stuff like this and, well, you, you know, well, yeah, but he stormed down the top. You know, they're trying to goad you to say something. Yeah. And then you do, you know, on the on the occasions that managers overstep the mark, they're then on Monday morning when the, when the FA see the videos, right? An email's coming. E3, yeah. That E3 again. That <laughs> E3 pops up. But then what happens is, but this is my problem with that, right? Should the television companies who are shoving that microphone down a manager's throat basically and I'm pressing all the buttons they've got to take some responsibility should they not be paying his fine well yeah well because that's what you do you get fine when you're yeah. bringing the gaming distribute you shouldn't be saying you've that. asked him a question and he's answered it correct they're doing the job so so the so the premier league or the EFL, they can't win can they really they can't win the premier league efl say it's part of your contract to be if you ask if you went through every one of their managers and asked them do you really want to be faced with a, a post-match interview immediately after the game? Do you want Do you want to do that? And I'll guarantee that the majority of them will say, no, yeah. I don't, I don't. But that's part of the contract because of the yeah. television. Because yeah. the television has said that their man the managers or coaches have to come and do an interview after the game because it's part of the package, what they're paying for. Exactly. Right? But it's all right, I'm coming. And if there was asking... Their opinion and just letting them speak without a 
not going into the uh, without into the referee's decisions. The, the guy yeah. with the microphone turning round and pressing really you know, sort of yeah. buttons to press yeah. that's getting a bit near the knuckle. And there are some, you know, there are some managers, you know, Jurgen, Neil, and Jose. They're not afraid. They say what they, they say what's what's there because they can't. They don't know any other way. But why should they not? They shouldn't be. Why should they not? Why why have you got a skirt over it? Why have you got a? You know, I go back. I go back again. You know, you know when I was starting off, and you know, certain God rest his soul, he's not with us now. Tommy Doherty said to me, "If you get this, this we were talking about the right, the written press. If you get asked something, you need to tell them. You need to be open with them." And he said, "And if you don't want them to print something, he said." Tell them off the record," he said. "Because if you clamp up and don't say anything, they'll, they'll make it up. They'll anyway. make it up. They'll make it up. Yeah. So, you know, basically, you've got to be transparent and you've got to be open. But these, you know, to be fair, you've got to, you know, I've got to look at it from both sides here. You know, from a manager's point of view, you could fucking strangle the guy that's asking the correct uh, <laughs> questions. Well, I thought that but equally, the guy is pressing yeah. the right buttons. Yeah. I thought the guy who was interviewing Jurgen Klopp was pretty good because he was asking, he was getting involved in a conversation which you don't usually get from uh, from reporters, which is usually the the mundane, you know, boring questions. He was actually in a bit of a debate with him there, but uh, yeah, you've got to be guarded, aren't you? And as as Keith Hackett was saying to us only the other week, there is no doesn't seem to be any accountability. Well, they're not. They're not. Who, 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 who's the? They don't even the come out and say what. Have, no, they, have they seen the situation? Not and I'm sorry, and I don't care what anybody says. The powers that be will, will more often than not back the officials. Yeah. Always, always going to happen. You know. So, really speaking, is there any point in appealing anything? Because you know where it's going to go. Having said that, having, having said that, I have to say this, well, and my players will back me over years on this. Majority of the time, when I go and represent my players when they've been in trouble, I've got them off. But when it comes to me, I can't get myself off. <laughs> I know that seems to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just seriously. Brought, I just brought some news up. Uh, managed to uh, find a little bit of news this morning. Uh, there's talks at the moment. We talked about him, uh, you know, the Norwegian, Ireland, as you pronounce it, Barcelona, Real Madrid. But now I believe they'll make a gallop bid. That is, well, <laughs> it's in the song of United. <laughs> I'm going to say this. It's actually his dance uh, in the UK today, having talks, I believe, with uh, four possible clubs in the Premier League. Where do you think he's going? You think United, they could certainly do him. You're asking me. You're asking. What is, you're, you might as well ask me the lottery number. I know, but what? Do, where, do you, where do you think he'll? Where do you think well, the possibilities well, in? If you're talking, he's got the biggest pocket. Well, if you're talking the biggest pocket, he's going to City. Yeah. If you're talking loyalties, he's going to United because mm. of Solskjaer. Well, yeah, but his dad played for City, didn't he? Well, yeah, so, and another thing is, is obviously Roy Keane. And, <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> who knows? You don't know. You don't, I don't. But wherever he goes, it's going to be massive money. I, I, I don't know. And, re, and really speaking, I'm not interested. No, not really. Well, you won't mind if you went to United, though. Well, 
Well, it would have. Well, it, well it's not going to alter my. It's like anything else, isn't it? Yeah, I might. I might follow United. I might take an interest in United. At half past twelve, we'll be taking an interest in Doncaster Rovers today. Yeah. Why? Because they're my ex club, and hopefully, Reese James will be selected. Is that a name? We're, we're, ne we're nearly finished now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but another one. Eddie Howe. There's talk of Eddie Howe. Celtic. You think that will be a decent match? I think. I I think I'd be going for Roy Keane more than Eddie out. Yeah. I think I think Eddie's a good manager, but he, he even struggled. He back, even struggled at Burnley. I come back. I come back to managers and coaches. Is Eddie out? Well, he's he's a he's a very very good, good coach, coach and he's yeah. he, he's well respected. But I don't I don't I don't class him. At, I think if he goes to Celtic, he needs to be with Roy Keane. Yeah. Because what I'm saying is Roy King's the fire. Yeah. And he's the Eddie be on the training ground. So but is I, that I, a good match though? You know, I, don't, I, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. But, but what where else do you think? Or should Eddie Howe be amongst the England setup with the twenty one uh twenty threes? Darrell Lloyd's having a laugh anyway. You might as well ask me the lottery numbers. <laughs> Fair point, fair point. I uh, wanted to talk about England. <laughs> we've, we've had several conversations during the uh, during the week about this, about what happened, uh, you know, with the uh, two-on victory over Poland. The points on the board, that's all that matters, you know, wins a win. But uh, our friend Nick Pope's coming for a lot of stick, hasn't he, for, well, for all the wrong reasons. Because it was quite clear it was John Stone who was at fault, but it seemed to be... Everyone's on Nick Pope's back. No, nothing to do with Nick Pope. I'm not being funny. Let's get this straight, right? John Stones had time to pull an amulet out of his out of his shorts, put his carpet slippers on, put it in his mouth, yeah, take a Lincoln match, light it, smoke it, <laughs> and still play. So yeah. that's got nothing to do yeah. with Pope. No. And even though you've got people like Ian Wright coming on, yeah, but Roy King, sorry to put him straight, didn't they? Yeah. Look, he's in acres of space. Why would you not? And he didn't yeah. even give it him. Look, I have a, no. I have a bone of contention when they drop the ball in front of them, directly in front of goal, but they and they throw the ball at the centre back, right? It's outlawed for me. That that should not be happening. If it goes there or goes there, I don't have a problem. Right, I have a problem if it goes there. Now, if you turn around and look at the port situation, it went. It, it didn't go it there. An for it, it, it went to the edge of the eighteen-yard box, and he was in acres of space. You know the fact that the fact that he's away with the bleeding fairy, Storms, John Storms, yeah. is, is another matter. So why can they blame Pope? Nothing to do with Pope. Yeah, but they've been talking about his distribution. Yeah, and but this and the listen, other. Listen, listen, listen. Who's been talking? Let, let's get oh, one pay, thing. Pay for let, let's let, let's get one thing. Journals have got an agenda. Yeah, but let's get one thing straight about football. All all throughout. Keep coming to it. We can be on the terraces and we'll talk about why is he playing? Why is he not playing? Why is he? We can all be managers. There's only one person that will pick that team, and whatever team he picks, and whatever tactics he picks. Not everybody will agree with him. And that goes through out football, whether you're a Burnley supporter, Man U supporter, Baker Borough supporter, whether you're a 
Charlie supporter, yeah. wherever, right. whatever level that you're in, that will happen. They have all these debates. You'll see it today. You know, Doncaster Rovers are playing. Uh, Doncaster Rovers are playing Charlton Athletic at end of the game, before the game. There'll be talk on social media as he picked the right team. This is even before the game's kicked off, right? At the end of the game, they'll be talking again. He shouldn't have picked him and he's had a bad time for the last few games. It's all about opinions. It's all about opinions. Even, even down to should they be playing, you know, what formation should they play? But at the end of the day, you know... Them talking point to keeping journalists in a job. Certainly so are. what? So the answer to your question is about playing out from the back. Would I play out from the back? Yes. Or if would? yeah, you would. If if well, the not, si- not, not if the situation suits, you can mix it up. Right. I'm going to give you one here now. Right. Because you do mix it up. Yeah. No. I'm going to give you one here now. You know, if you were talking to my head coach, Dave Felgate, Dave Felgate. As because he's been 11 years at Man City and everything, and just the way they are, you know, he kind of slightly will disagree with me, right? With what I'm saying. Only because, but this is my point. If you play out from the back in the wrong area, right? If you play out from the back, if they can't get it right at the top in the pro game that are in, in, Every day of the week, they're being coached most days of the week, Mm. right? They're going through them scenarios most days of the week. What chance of non-league footballers that are, we've only got them for two hours in a week, got chance when they can't get it right at the top and they're in every day? Well, there's no chance. Well, there's no chance. So you eliminate the chances of that happening. So my point is, right... And not Harry, you know, Henry, that we've got here now, but uh, but before him, Pete Monteith, I used to say to Pete Monteith, listen, can you not throw that ball? So when they split like that, they split, yes. right? They split the full-backs choir. So I'm basically saying, why can't you throw, if you quit, get that ball, right, get that ball into that channel to yeah. that full-back, yeah. right? Can you throw it there? Well, surely you can. He's a goalkeeper. You yeah. can throw it there, Right. So I were drilling that into him all the time. In, even though they split, trying it that channel, right? Lo and behold, what happened were, the other week, only a few weeks ago, who did exactly that, and in three passes, it's in back at net. Henderson did that. Henderson, yeah. against Man City. I'm sure it was against yeah. Man City. Luke Shaw. Defence to attack in, in Luke Shaw, straight down. Yeah. I think he played, I don't know who he played in, and then it, and then next thing it's in the net. But that was quick thinking. Exactly. Well, that, that, yeah. that to me is a means to an end, and you played out from the back. But to drop it, if you just roll it out there, and even though he's in the acres of space, right, that's inviting a press. You're creating a risk, aren't you? I'm, not, I'm creating a risk, because what happens if the player takes a bad touch? What happens if the player on the ball... Right, he, he 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 thinks he's got more time than he has, yeah. and he gets rapidly closed down. Wait, what happens? This is the best one, and you'll think I'm talking crazy. If the guy has a heart attack and goes on the floor, right? Fall that is floor. talking balls. It isn't talking balls because how do you know when somebody's going to have a heart attack? He well, could drop down yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if that ball's still live, well, it's in play. It's all about taking away the risk. Of course it is. Knock it out as wide as you can. That's some play from the back. But going back to what you said about Stones and, and, and Pope, who were at fault, there's only one person at fault, Stones. 
but the coaching you were talking about coaching and you said that you know Dave Felgate will think differently because of course he's been at a top club you know for over 10 years but it just seems to be the philosophy at the moment the DNA of England and the DNA across Europe that we it's almost compulsory that we've got to play out from the back when that don't well, need to be the case. Well, well they like playing out from because it gets it your possession. Well, you get your possession, but there's got to be a means to an end. I don't like this tippy tappy, tippy tappy going back. Court. He goes twenty, 12, 12, 20 passes, sixteen before, passes yeah. in the first game England played, and it haven't gone over there. And no, not one player. This is what my argument were. Not one player took the ball on the half turn. And looked to get it out of the feet and try to make plays so going no forward. Convi no conviction. There was like square on and playing it, so it went like it went. To, it went from full back to centre back, from centre back back to full back, from full back that to goalkeeper. Like, chuck up, from chuck up goalkeeper football, back up to them. What's all that? To me, to you, to me. Well, it's like there's no means to an end. No. There's got to be a means to an end. And if there's a means to an end, and you've got to think forward, why is why is people playing looking sideways all the time? Think forward, forward passing, forward. Yeah. So when you get when you receive the ball, so if you receive the ball in the, in a fullback position, why are you not looking? The first thing you should do when you receive that ball is look forward. Can I make a forward pass? Yeah. Is it is the space that I can attack that Purpose space? In your play. And then when I attack that space and it closes up, then play me pass. Pass and move, give and go. Well, I think so. Well, I think all this tip tappy subutu or football, but it's happening a lot. Well, of course it is. That's why. That's why the Premier. That's why I can't. I can't wait to get back playing at our level because hopefully these supporters that go watching Premiership games are going sick of that. Then I'd, I'd, I'd turn around and say Burnley, but Burnley don't do that. Tip tap. They mix it up. They mix it up. It gets forward. But I'm saying that the supporters will be here watching because they enjoy what they see. Because we coach our lads wherever possible, that ball's got to go forward, but not airlines forward. We play, we yeah, play yeah, from the yeah. back. Yeah, airlines forward. I like that because yeah, they've got, there's, a, there's a means to an end. There's a purpose in in the play. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's it. That's Br it. Briefly as well, connected to England, we did chat about it. It's been mentioned quite a lot on social media over the last few days. Eddie Boothroyd, under-21s, similar situation, do you believe? You know, with the same kind of style and where do you think it's gone wrong? Well, if you talk to Eddie Boothroyd, he'll, he'll say his best players that, he, that he's been working with, he's had to go into a tournament without. He, I think what Eddie Boothroyd's trying to say is, is that a lot of the players that went with Gareth Southgate in this previous, over this international period, yeah. he would have had a lot of them players and he hasn't been able to have them players because they've gone with a senior team. But does that not the same at every level? The, the, look, when you're at a club, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm, oh, I'm sure that most professional coaches out there will agree with me on this, it's not about the 21s and it's not about the 18s winning and 21s winning and, and, and 23s winning it's about trying to get the best developed players to be get the best for the for the senior yeah team. that is just, that's just kind of used that that's the pathway 
stroke production line up, yeah, to, the, up, to, up, the, to, the, up to the senior the team. And I think Roy Hodgson touched on it yesterday on Sky Sports News. I saw a clip. And I think he was kind of saying the same. You know, if it means that a player's coming through and rapidly he, 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 he should, he's ready for the senior team and he's, he's, he's going to improve the senior team, then he might miss the 23s. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why he's got to be in the 23s. He could miss the 23s. So I, I kind of look at the, 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 the 23s at England and the 21s no different than I'd look at it at Manchester United, Burnley or even Baker. You know, our it's not about our twenty. Yeah, of course, if they're playing in a competition, our twenty threes. Yeah, so you want them to get results. You want them to win the competition or do well in the competition. But the main, the main aim, the main main DNA for them twenty threes or them twenty ones or them eighteens is a progression to develop to try and progress to the first team. And obviously, from the first team, want to bigger and better things that probably. At a, at a bigger stage yeah. you know that's that's what it's all about so you know and I, and I don't see it's being any different in the England setup the only the, the simple fact is with the England setup I'm convinced that when what what happens is is that the the you know all the top clubs like United Liverpool Chelsea's uh they're they're English um 23s if you will go in as a group and might, instead of being in at Manchester United or Arsenal or Liverpool or uh, or Chelsea, they'll go into um, St George's Park and they'll be with the England set up yeah. in terms of being coached and, and groomed, ready to be a potential England footballer because they're at one of the bigger clubs and that's yeah. what happens. So that's why sometimes I think, and I could be wrong here and talking balls, but I'm sure I'm not. That's why when a player plays for an unfashionable club, yeah. right, even one in the in the championship, yeah. he gets kind of could get overlooked, even though he's pushing up all the all the trees. He's a little bit. Because he's not at one of the bigger clubs where they're already have been in the England setup. Yeah, where it's already taken place from kind of because the English the because moment. the English player they what they what they kind of say in England, if they're good enough at, if they're good enough at twenty at the twenty ones to be in Manchester United and they're English, mm. then let's bring them into yeah. our our fold and let's us Groom them so, so they're already familiar with their surroundings and the way yeah. that you know the structure of everything. Yeah, where an outsider, as you rightly say, unfashionable club might find it a little bit more difficult to break in. So the man milkman Pope, yeah, he's had to do it the hard way, he has, yeah, because six, seven years ago he was delivering milk, weren't he? There you go, <laughs> and that's why he's probably getting a bit of criticism. But the lad's done all right, he's doing great, doing absolutely great. Anything more to add? I know you're going to watch uh, Doncaster, is it? Uh, Johnny Rovers on at half twelve. Yeah, Doncaster and uh, Charlton. Yeah, because he's playing well this season. He's races, isn't he? Doing very, very well. Yeah, he's he's been, he's, he's been carrying an injury um, over the last few games. So hopefully he'll uh, he'll he'll have passed the fitness test and he'll be playing today. I mean, he hasn't seen the team, so I don't know. And James Coppinger, who I think we'll be having him on our show yeah. in the next few yeah. weeks. Yeah, all being well. All yeah. being well, because yeah, we've already been in contact with him, and he said he'd be delighted to come on. What a pro, but I've had the gremlins, Brent. But uh, like everything, uh, improvise, adapt, just, and overcome. Listen, you just set me up. You told me you bought two stools. 
The last time I ran a stool. The last time I ran a stool like this. Where Court I, of the norms. Hang on. The last time I ran a stool like this, I'm telling you, when we were in barber shop at nine year old when he had hair. That's oh, it's like a seventies nightclub, isn't it? Why? I don't know. I, don't know. I tell you what, I, I've been on a white knuckle ride. I've been on a roundabout. Yeah. But anyway, needless to say. See you later. See you later, guys. Ha, ha, ha.